free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanc St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. saw there really he it sold all his dreams big dreams he had for this place called Bedford Falls where he lived and he gave basically laid aside all his dreams for that and I think there's three things I think kind of define what a wonderful life is you know at Christmas we remember that Jesus was born in Bethlehem who promises this amazing promise he said I've come that you might have life And you might have it more abundantly. I think this amazing truth that Jesus didn't come to make your life miserable. Didn't come to put all kinds of limitations on your life. Jesus came so that you could have the highest form of life possible. A wonderful life. As we said, I've come so that you would encounter and you would experience the greatest and most wonderful life you can ever live. In fact, the Bible says it's called Wonderful Counselor. Isn't that awesome? And so the life that Jesus offers is the greatest, highest form of life possible. And I think there's three things that kind of sum up what make a wonderful life. Here's the first thing. A life that makes a difference. George felt that he had wasted his life. And he comes to find that true wealth is found in how it influences and impacts the life of others. And he's told by Clarence Angel there, he says, one man's life touches many others. When he's not there, it leaves a big hole. How many of you have ever heard what they call the butterfly effect? How many of you have ever heard of that? What is actually, this kind of blows your mind, but they reckon that butterflies, okay, butterflies in, in South America, actually, the flutter of butterflies' wings have effect on the other side of the world. They affect the climate on the other side of the world. And they call it the butterfly effect. Isn't that amazing? And here George thought that his life had been wasted, no effect. But you know what? Had he never lived, he would never have saved his brother from drowning. And the brother that he saved from drowning actually went on to be a war hero and saved a transport ship of soldiers. He saved hundreds of other people's lives. How? By saving a life. And although George never fulfilled his boyhood dreams, he was more significant than he realized. You see, every person in the depth of their hearts feel a desire to make a difference. We want the world to be different because we're in it. We want people to say, my life is bigger and richer because you're in it. Nobody wants to live their life when people say they worked hard, they made a lot of money, but they never ever affected anybody else's life. In fact, James Stewart at the start of that film said this. Someone asked him about what the movie was about. And he said it's about an ordinary man who discovers that living each day honorably with faith in God and selfless concern for others can lead to a truly wonderful life. In other words, that life can be wonderful 
because we can see the significance each one of us can have in this life. And we can have all kinds of things in life, but never kind of ask ourselves, why are we? What's the reason? Why were we placed on this earth? What's the reason for us coming? You see, people, every single person on this earth was created to have a relationship with God. And until we come into that personal relationship with God, there will always be a vacuum that only God himself can fill. And the way to have a a wonderful life, the first step, is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because that leads to significance, and that significance begins to impact others. Here's the second thing I think brings a wonderful life. And it's a life of hope. The Bible says, today your Savior was born. Someone said this, if our greatest need was for education, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need was for technology, he would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need was for money, he would have sent an economist. If our greatest need was for pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need is for forgiveness, so God sent a saviour. The Bible speaks about the fact our sin has kind of separated us from God. And people can live their lives with all kinds of guilt, all kinds of shame, all kinds of regret. And Jesus says, I've come to forgive you. I've come to remove all the guilt, all the the things of your life. I've come to offer you forgiveness. And that's why he came and that's why he died on the cross, so that you and I could be forgiven. Someone said the word salvation actually means three things. It means forgiveness from your past. I wonder how many people live with the torment and the, and the regrets of the past. The wonderful thing about salvation is God removes all the mistakes, all the, the stuff of the past. Secondly, it means freedom. Freedom from the things that mess you up in the present. And thirdly, it means fulfillment for eternity. See, it's very hard to have a wonderful life if you've got no hope beyond this life. If you've got no hope for eternity, it's hard to really have a great, wonderful life. But when you have the assurance of heaven, it always leads to having and experiencing a wonderful life. And God wants us to experience that wonderful gift of salvation. How can we experience it? You know, you think about it. I don't know how many people here have been, ever been a lifeguard. Don't worry. But, you know, lifeguards say that actually, you actually have to wait until somebody wants to be rescued. Is that true? You don't try and rescue them while they're kind of struggling and fighting. Where's Richard? Where is it? That's true, isn't it, Richard? You've got to wait till they sort of kind of give up almost. And they just, and at that point, you can then rescue them. And that's the same with the gift of salvation. We've got to see our need for salvation. God can't save us as long as we don't realize and recognize we need saving. And as long as you think you can work it out, as long as you can think you can solve out your old problems, I don't need God or anybody else, then you can never experience salvation. Salvation begins when you see the need for a saviour. You can't receive a saviour until you see your need 
of salvation. Until you see your need for forgiveness. And that's why Jesus came, to offer us this incredible gift of salvation. Here's the third thing, last thing. I think a wonderful life discovers love. I think Christmas actually is God saying, he loves you. God loves you and that's why he sent Jesus. And that's what the cross is. It's God revealing his love for you. How do you measure how much something is worth? I thought about that. You know how you know how much something's worth is the price you're willing to pay for it. Those of us that are kind of into football are staggered at the price you pay for a player. 80, 90, 100, 150 million. It's nothing almost to a point. And the reason why those crazy sums of money are paid is because someone thinks that player is worth that money. And so you only pay what you think is what is the worth. How much does God think you're worth? Your worth to God is the price he's willing to pay for you. And the price he was willing to pay for you was the death of his son on the cross. Many years ago, a minister told the people, he says, next week I'm going to preach on the love of God. And so they all turned up. And they turned up and the actual church was totally black, totally dark. And when they came into the church, he got a candle and he says, this is how much God loves you. And firstly, he shone the candlelight on the nail print hands of Jesus. Then he put the candle on the, the, the spear, the, the, the side. Then he shone the light on the, on, on the, on the nail prints of the feet. Then he shone the light on the crown of thorns upon his head. And he says, that's how much God loves you. And walked away. And just left them to it. In other words, how do you measure love? Love is never measured just by what you say. It's always measured by what you do. And God loves you so much, he showed you how much he loved you. And I think God wants us to see the purpose of which he created us was to have a wonderful life. You know when everything changed for George? It changed when he began to pray. He came to a point of desperation. He began to see what was really important in life. People can live their whole life without really recognizing what's really, really important. And he began to see what really mattered in life. And isn't it true that Christmases often come and go? And wouldn't it be wonderful this Christmas that for you it will be a brand new start? A brand new beginning. And you, for the first time, entered into the wonderful life that God offers you. And the way you enter into that wonderful life is to actually ask Jesus Christ to come into the heart. Really, it's all about the choice. It's choosing to say yes to Jesus Christ, recognizing he died for you, inviting him into your life, recognizing that you need a savior, 
And the moment you invite him into your life is the moment this wonderful life begins. Because Jesus transforms and changes life even today. Let's just pray, shall we? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful time when we celebrate your birth. But we recognize, Lord, your birth had just incredible consequences. And we thank you, Lord, you said to all that received you, you gave them the right to become children of God. We thank you for the wonderful gift of salvation that you offer us. Thank you, that, Lord, that you've not come to, to make our lives miserable, but you've come to give us this wonderful life the wonderful life that you offer us. And Lord, today we thank you for the significance. We thank you for, for today, Lord, the, the wonderful peace and joy that you bring into hearts today. Because we recognize your birth was not a time of sadness, but a time of joy and great celebration. Because the result of what your worth would bring to this earth. So Lord, we thank you as we celebrate this Christmas, as we celebrate all that you do. Lord, we would even pray the prayer of that, of that carol, that, Lord, that we would, that meek souls receive him and Christ enters in. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceelam.co.uk.